You're listening to A Mighty Love, the podcast for honest and witty love wisdom. Hello, listeners, and welcome back to another quarantine edition episode of A Mighty Love. I am one of your co-hosts, Demetrius. I am one of your co-hosts, Polly M. Gelseeks. Hey, how's it going? Good. I'll have you know <laughs> that a fan contacted me on Twitter and demanded more episodes, so I'm glad we're fulfilling that request. Oh, good. All yeah. right. That's, I feel much better. Yeah. <laughs> that's actually great news. Oh, it that's sweet. News. Yeah. Um, I said, you know, you covered this on Twitter, but we basically were talking about how we've kind of had a hiatus from recording for quite a bit. And I sort of listed some of the reasons, you know, your job changed and my job changed and we had a lot going on. And then you were planning a wedding and uh, she wrote back, none of these are excuses. So (laughs) it sounds like my mom. Was it my mom? (laughs) I don't think it's your mom. (laughs) (laughs) Your mom is trolling me on Twitter. She could just call me. (laughs) I, she has my number, she, but if she if your mom asks you for my phone number because she wants to text me about no more excuses, that's allowed. Yeah, I I will definitely pass her your number along, but I'll tell you. I'll give you. I give you that's up first. Yeah. Um, that's, <laughs> well, that's great. That's great news. Yeah. Uh, I mean, now I feel good. I was gonna say, oh, you know, I'm not feeling. You know, it's one of those one of those days where it's like, oh man, getting a little stir crazy. Now I feel much better. Now my stir crazy is gone. So thank you, fan. Yeah. I was feeling a little story crazy too. We are recording in the evening and after dinner, my kid and I tried to go on a walk and then it started raining and I was like, we're going on a walk anyway. <laughs> Maybe the rain will go away. <laughs> and I was like, if it doesn't, we do a lap in the rain. It'll be fine. Uh, but the rain did go away. So it was fine. Oh yeah. I, I actually tried to take a walk earlier today and my wife was like, oh, you know, it's going to rain. It's like a 65% chance. I was like, I don't care. I'm going to go outside. I'm going to take a walk. And as soon as I stepped outside, it started raining. And I'm like, okay, all right, this is the sign. No more, no walk today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You didn't decide to live dangerously. Um, No, no. Because now I'm paranoid. Like, you know, I anytime, like, I get even a remote cough, like, Mm-hmm. We've, we've been running the air conditioner because it's been unseasonably hot for a New York summer. It's been um, very hot. It's been so intense. So we're running the air conditioner more. And every once in a while, I like do a little like uh, cough because, you know, we're mm-hmm. running an air conditioner. And Blowing dusty, I, dry air into your mouth yeah. all day. Yeah. But of course, now it's like, oh, I'm paranoid. <laughs> like, is this a cough or is it more? So yeah. not going to risk it in the rain. No, I've been running an air purifier, but then there's just more machine noise, and I'm not even sure it's doing anything, so I, I don't know. Yeah, I feel like an air purifier is a pure placebo. Like, it's like, um, like okay, it's it's only so much dust that you're getting, you know? It's true. I mean, when I open it up to clean the filter, it is dusty, so it's capturing a non-zero amount of dust, but I don't... I don't know how much it's actually helping. It's definitely not zero. <laughs> so since this, I don't want to take away from your topic. So this is a topic that you brought up. It was completely your idea um, mm-hmm. and I'm all for it. Great. But uh, why don't you let us know what today's episode is about? Uh, today's episode is a very special episode. By very special, I mean regular. Um, <laughs> the So the theme is the right way to end things. So there's definitely like a wrong way to end things. Like um, you're married to someone for 10 years and then you go, I'll be right back. And then you leave and never return. Oh yeah. Uh, So that's definitely wrong. But based on where your different relationship is, you know, there are, are more appropriate ways to call it off than others, depending on how serious it is and everything. So I thought we could kind of just talk through some scenarios of like, when is it the right time to, and things in various ways. Yeah. Thank you. Um, yeah. yeah. You know, it's one of those things where I think there's a lot of parts of dating where there, there's obviously a lot of debate about what's right, what's wrong. And that gray area can, what that gray area in between can be. And I feel like 
how you break up with somebody or how you end things with somebody is a lot harder to have a debate on because it's, I feel like everybody's had a bad breakup or somebody broke up with them in a really bad way. And most people don't want to experience that again. So people are very, tend to be very passionate about like, this is how you should do breakups. So I am excited to talk about this stuff because yeah. I, I haven't had a breakup in a while. So it'll be fun to relive all my past pain for this episode. Yeah. As someone who's been married within the past year, I hope you haven't had a breakup recently. No, no new ones. No, no new breakups. Mm-hmm. Which is good. That's the goal. That's the goal for now. Well, that's good. Yeah. So, okay. When I think we've talked about ghosting before, but to mm-hmm. trace old ground, when, if ever, is it okay to ghost? So my answer has changed in the last, I don't know, couple months. Um, I think no one should ghost anymore, like, at all. Like, I think no one should ghost anymore. I think, it, it, like, right now in the situation we're living in, like, you have to be like, yo, I'm I'm letting you know. Like, if, you're, if you feel like you should ghost in any situation where you're like, oh, I was going to ghost, like, just send a text. Like, I, I'm not for ghosting anymore. Like, I don't think it's okay anymore. Like, we're way, like, everybody's too disconnected and, like, somebody could disappear and really be gone now, like a young person suddenly. So like, don't ghost. That's my new stance. I'm changing. I'm growing. Yeah. has changed me. Turning 30. I mean, yeah. I mean, in this, in these times, if someone doesn't reply, you might be like, are you dead? Um, Which is not a good thing to be wondering. I do think in an instance where it's an issue of safety, it's still. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I totally ghosted on someone who gave me the heebie-jeebies and I stand by that decision. And they actually tried to message me again on a different app or maybe the same app. And I was like, Ugh, block. Um, and I, I stand by that decision. So, but yeah, I think if you're not actually literally afraid of them, but you're just not into it, like a simple text of, sorry, it didn't work out. And then if they respond inappropriately, feel free to block after that. They know you're not dead. You can just be done. Yeah. Um, I'm going to revise my earlier statement. Mm-hmm. I forgot about I forgot about the part where it's like some people need to be ghosted. So in, I, I agree with your sentiment. Yeah. It's, there's some cases where you just no one needs to be notified because you put yourself at risk for harm. But beyond that. Right. Yeah. We don't need that. But assuming assuming things are fine other than just a lack of connection simple text of sorry, not feeling it, you know, is really fine and takes very little effort. Yeah. And I think it goes a long way. I think most people would rather be hurt, but certain about what, you know, like I'm hurt by this breakup, by this end, but I at least know that it's over versus I'm uncertain and have no clue if this is over and I'm just sort of sitting in limbo. I think it's just a matter of decency where you just say, okay, you know, it's going to suck. It's going to be awkward, but I can send a text. Like a text is bare minimum. Also, it's not that awkward. Like it's just a text. It's not like you have to like watch them burst into tears or something like that. It's pretty low stakes. Yeah. The worst that can happen is they then respond to you aggressively and like insult you. And that's happened to me before. And mm-hmm. it's not that bad, honestly. Like, it's like, so I it's like, oh, you fucking suck for breaking up with me. It's like, okay, yeah, all right. Well, I told you I can stop texting you now. Like, you don't have to talk to them anymore. So, yeah, it's a simple. It's Thank you for the feedback. Yeah. <laughs> so when is it really not okay to just break up with someone via text? Like, when do you need to do, like, phone or Skype? or something like that, or FaceTime or whatever. You know, I think that this is one of those where I don't want to give it like a cop-out answer, but I think that really has to be judged based on the level of your relationship mm-hmm. and how serious it is. I think that once you have sex with someone, right, for most people that's a certain level of, you know, I'm giving – myself to you in some way however way that is to you you know and there's a certain level of seriousness with sex or with um like the sort of conversations you've been having or how well you know somebody like how personal have your conversations been i think if you've been on 
you could be on, you could date somebody for six months, but all you've ever done is just go on casual dates. You see each other every once in a while, like six months, the time is less of a factor than like, you know, somebody who's been dating someone else for three months, but you know, they've told each other, they love each other. They, they're talking about the future together. I think that over basically every night. Yeah. yeah, that's, That's at least a phone call. Yeah, if you're just like messing with somebody, if you would describe what you're doing, or rather, if both of you in a situation would describe your connection as something casual, then you probably don't need to do more than a text. If either one of you would describe your arrangement or situation or whatever as something more romantic, something more entangled, which is a good word now, um, like that's really what it comes down to is like how connected you are you to a person? If I've been on three dates with you and there were three okay dates, I can break up with you over text. Um, yeah. But if you, if you met like friends and family and, you know, we've planned trips together, you got to mm-hmm. like do more than just like, Hey, what's up? This is over. Bye. You know? Yeah. I mean, maybe, I mean, maybe it has to do with the intimacy I have with my family, but I'm like, if you've met my family, there's no way I'm breaking up with you via text, like phone minimum. Like, yeah. Like if I went to the trouble of introducing my mom, partially, I guess, because my mom lives across the country. So it's not going to happen by chance. You're not going to run into <laughs> me and my mom at the farmer's market or something. Yeah. But um, yeah, I, I don't, I can't imagine. I think, I mean, yeah, if you had a very casual relationship, like if you had a very like low key hookup occasionally thing, I think a text breakup is fine. But even then, I don't know. I mean, I guess, like, if you've been hooking up with someone on and off for, like, four years, and then they texted me to break up, I'd be like, mm. there is some time component where I'm like, after four years, like, I, I think a phone call is appropriate. So I guess everyone has their own little internal meter of, like, when something is a little bit more serious. Because, like, even with someone where you're casually hooking up occasionally, like, if it's been that long, like, you know them decently. Yeah. Unless you have a no talking rule, in which case, interesting, but I don't know. <laughs> I always say that, uh, so like, I personally am averse to making phone calls. And, like, I, I'm more of, like, I would prefer to text nine times out of ten. Yeah. But you have to know in your gut, like, it's just like if you have a work task or, like, a, a thing you need to ask a friend or a family member. There's a point where you know, like, this would be better as a phone call. Like, I know I don't want to do this. But I know it should be a phone call and you have to just sometimes bite that bullet and do it. You know? Like, you, like I think people know when they shouldn't break up over text and they're just kind of like, yeah, I'm going to do it anyway. Like, I don't like there's no real consequence. So I'm just going to do it anyway. Yeah. But you have to not do that. You have to, like, go the extra step. Yeah. This is a throwback to the seventh grade. When is it ever OK to break up with someone by telling their friend? I think it's pretty much limited to the seventh grade, honestly. I mean, I would be, it's, I would go even earlier than that. Seventh grade? No, I'd be heartbroken. I could hear it from like my girlfriend's friend or like from my friend from my girlfriend. That would be so terrible. Or your friend from your girlfriend's friend. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Man. It'd just be a chain of like rejection. Like <laughs> it's gotten to me four people deep. Yeah. That's no good. Yeah, no, don't do that, guys. Nah. Um, you know what I've never had to do? Because I've never done it. Um, so I've never dated anyone long distance. Like, not really. Mm-hmm. And um, I've never thus had to have a breakup with somebody long distance. So, like, I'm curious about what you think about how would you handle that kind of breakup? Oof. Well, okay. Don't break up with someone long distance where they're coming to you. Don't wait till they're coming to you to tell them it's over because that's shitty. Like they're there, like they're going to have to like change their plane ticket to go home or like do a drive. Like don't fuck up someone's travel plans. Like if you know you want to break up with someone, don't wait till they come to you. Like yeah, save them the money and the time and the hassle of getting to you. Do you need to go to them? I guess it's more of like how much of a hassle is that for you? Like if it's two hour drive or something, like I say, suck it up and do it unless you got a whole lot going on and you can't do it. But like, if it's like a plane flight, I think you're off the hook for a face-to-face breakup. I think it's okay to do it by phone. Um, I, this was in college. This was 
quite a while ago. I dated someone for about maybe six months. And over Christmas break, I decided that I didn't want us to like come back together when we came back to campus for the spring semester. And so I sort of hemmed and hawed about whether it was more appropriate to wait until we got back to tell him or to just tell him as soon as I knew. And in the end, I was like, well, he, I like, he was kind of obsessed with Christmas, like in a way that's like a little bit weird for an adult, like obsessed with Christmas in the way like a child is, except he was, you know, 23. So it was weird. So I was like, all right, I'll wait until the day after Christmas. So I waited until the day after Christmas and told him that I didn't want to be together when we came back. And he was kind of mad about me breaking up with him over the phone. I was like, well, did you want me to like pretend we were still together for like another like couple of weeks at least until we get back and then break up you face to face? Because like that feels weird to keep that from you for like an extended period of time. And he was like, yeah, I guess you have a point. I mean, no one likes getting broken up with, but you know, like he did agree that that was probably more appropriate. And I still think that that was probably the right thing to do. I don't know. What do you think about that? No, I think so. I think it was the right thing to do. Um, yeah. and, and, you know, you, you hit on, I mean, you mentioned it. It's like, no one likes to be broken up with. So it's sort of like, what we're really asking is, what's the right way to hurt somebody? You know, like, what's the right way to, like, you know, it's going to hurt. So like, what's the best way to do it? And I think it, like, what you hit on is it's a good point. It's like, why would we spend all this time pretending to be something we're not? Like, who is that really serving? That doesn't help you. You know, no. like, it's going to hurt even more. Late, you know, like every month, every day adds more to the time we're together. So when we break up, it's a lot longer. Yeah. Um, yeah I guess that just, also adds into like timing around life events. Like yeah. some people wouldn't give a shit about Christmas and wouldn't care, but some people really would. Uh, but there are also going to be other things going on, like the person like just lost their job or like their mom just died or like, you know, something's like if the person's like in a bunch of turmoil, it might not be the right thing to dump on them. So you might want to wait a little bit, but not an absurdly long period of time where they like they're like, wait, you want to break up with me for three months, but you waited this long. Yeah, I think yeah. Brooklyn Nine-Nine episode where it turned out like. Terry stayed in a relationship with a woman for like another year because it was never the right time to break up with her. <laughs> I do think that, so when it comes to holidays, I, I think that barring anyone's special connection to a holiday in some way, like mm-hmm. it's not ideal. Like, you know, if you are dating somebody who celebrates Christmas, it's probably not ideal to decide on Christmas day to break up with them. That would be very specific. Like you're like, today's the day. I woke up and what was under the tree was this fucking breakup. <laughs> like, right. That's weird. I um, mean, if the boulder's rolling down on the mountain, like you're already having a screaming fight for 45 minutes, there not be, might be too much you can do yeah, without it. In that Other case, you could make ahead. eye contact and be like, let's not do this today. Let's just call a truce for one yeah. more thing. But I don't even know. So I don't know. If, it depends where you're at in your relationship. If you were even able to do that, you know? Yeah. Oh, for sure. I do think, though, that I would most likely want, if I was going through, like, a traumatic, like, life event, I would most likely want somebody to break up with me, like, just a little bit after. Like, I don't know if it's the right thing to do, the feel like that, but I would know that just knowing that somebody wants to break up with you then would just, it would be, like, I'm not going to take it the right way. Like, even if it's the right thing to do, it's like, now really isn't the time. Regardless, yeah. and like I probably don't have time to really be in a relationship right now anyway because I'm dealing with something like very serious in my life. So, yeah, I, I would say like holidays I probably wouldn't push unless it was you know something very specific like a meaningful event around a holiday for a person. But yeah. traumatic events I would probably wait. Yeah, like it just it would just feel like I'm trying to take from this really traumatic moment to give them more trauma. And, you know, nobody wants that. Yeah, I don't think that that's a good idea. I guess also, like, if the person's, maybe not necessarily a trauma, but if the person's going through some, like, shit, like they're, like, changing jobs or, like, in the middle of a move or something, like, maybe also not the best time, like, when they're under a high amount of stress. It's like, yeah. maybe give it a couple of days at least. I would say, though, I don't know. There was this episode of Mad Men where... 
like two of the characters had gotten divorced, like Roger and his wife, who was like 19 or something like that. And Mm -hmm. then, um, then they started like flirting and then she like, didn't want to let him into her new apartment because she didn't want him to ruin it. She's like, it's a place where you've never been that has nothing to do with you. And then he like comes in and they hook up and she's like, great. Now you ruin this place too. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Like maybe it is true though. If they're moving, like don't go ruin their new place. Yeah. That's actually not a, yeah, I didn't think about that. Like my friend got broken up with right before she and her long-term partner were supposed to move like a significant distance together. Like he broke up with her while they were packing up their cube, which I think is a crappy way to break up with someone. So I won't give away too many details that are identifying, but like she had to go, it was for a job. So she went out for two weeks to start the job and then came back to finish the move because there was some timing around training or something. And so she came back and then they start packing and then he tells her he doesn't want to go. And then she's like, okay. And then she's like looking at their like half packed cube and she's like, well, what are we going to do with all your stuff in there? And he goes, no, everything in there is yours. And she's like, what? And he's like, yeah, I I moved all my stuff two weeks ago while you were away. So he, he had like moved all his crap out of their shared place while she was gone and then she came back and then he like didn't say anything for a few days. What like what that's, that's bonkers. And yeah. obviously very upset because that's bonkers. But I did say like, well at least like you're not just going to a new house, like you're going to a new city that has absolutely nothing to do with him. Like nothing about that place will remind you of him. So that'll be good. Yeah. I mean I guess it's a silver line. It probably sucked. She's like mid packing. I think but... it really sucked. Yeah. I also also, you know, it was like one of those things where there's really no good way to go. I know you're very brokenhearted right now, but trust me, this is the best possible thing that could have happened to you. <laughs> um, there's no way to do that. There's no way to do that right then. Um, I just was like, oh, gosh, that's terrible. But, you know, later she volunteered that. She was like, that was the best thing that could have happened to me. And I, I agreed. I was like, yes, I agree. Um, but, man. So I would say, yeah, don't break up. Don't decide you're going to break up with someone and then not tell them for a while and then break up with them on the day that they're moving because that's pretty fucked up. Yeah, just, you know, think of a breakup as being like, I mean, the worst thing anyone would want to hear when they're already dealing with stress. Yeah. You know, it's not the worst thing in the world to hear because, you know, it's a breakup. People can get over it, but, you know, it adds to stress. So if somebody's dealing with a move, maybe don't wait until then. Maybe tell them before the move. Right. Um, I'm trying to think of, you know, I, I I was reflecting on all the times I've been broken up with and they were pretty great. Like no one like did anything really like I'm just looking back like, yeah, I guess nobody really broke up with me in a way that was like, you know, wow, on my birthday or like, wow, like uh, this major life event just happened. Please, like, why are you breaking up with me right now? Like, I have been truly lucky. So, shout out to everyone who previously dated me. We were, I guess, decent? Halfway decent? Who knows? Yeah, I don't think I've had any, like, wildly inappropriate breakups since, like, you know, the middle school breakup I described, which, you know, I'm 12, I'm over it. But um, I think I did that come down on someone kind of hard, for breaking up with me seemingly out of the blue like days before he'd been saying all this stuff like we should go to Miami we should do this like all this stuff like things we were gonna do and then he's like uh oh I decided I'm gonna be monogamous with this other woman I'm seeing and I'm like you know that's fine if that's the direction you're gonna go in and like I'm not even really I'm not interested in arguing that point with you like you do what you gotta do but like maybe don't say we should go to Miami three days before you break up with someone. Like those are kind of incongruous. Like, do you, do you understand how like one suggests a much deeper connection than just sort of randomly breaking up with someone? And he was kind of like, uh, and I was like, no, seriously. Like, do you understand how those like don't match? And we talked for a bit and then he's like, Hmm, I feel like I've heard this before and I'm now starting to get it. So I'm like, okay, good. Good, <laughs> I guess. I 
And then in my head, I'm like, why am I teaching you anything? Why don't I just hang up the phone? So I, I don't know. But I, I do think if possible, your breakup shouldn't seem out of the blue. Like you shouldn't be like faking it like everything's great and then abruptly announce it's not working. I feel like there's a fine line between, you know, I think some people break up when, after they've given it thought, they've really thought through where they see a relationship going. And some people do come to a realization, like suddenly, like it's time for me to leave. I, you know, I've, I've realized that no matter what I do, like things just aren't working. It's time for me to leave. Mm-hmm. Um, and however, uh, regardless of when from that point you decide to break up, I think there's value in like, maybe not being on, like maybe you're trying to figure out the best way to break up. So you wait a little bit, but um, you shouldn't, like, as you said, sort of pretend as if things are going well, especially to the point where you make it seem like you're projecting to the future with things that could go well. Like, yeah, it's one thing to say like, Hey, you know, I'm happy to be here or whatever, you know, like mm-hmm. the normal things you say in a relationship. And it's another to say, let's move forward in these concrete ways, you know? Right. Let's make plans. Let's play tickets to yeah. a Broadway show. That's a weird thing to do if you're in the place where you might break up with someone in three days. Yeah. I think one of the best ways that I ever, one of the ways that I knew that like I had a really good breakup with somebody was I was dating someone and we hit it off. We were cool, but then it just like felt like we weren't really going to go anywhere. So I told her and she was, and she told me, yeah, this isn't really surprising. It didn't feel like you had any space in your life for me. And it wasn't like, I was like, I'm going to exclude you from stuff in my life. It was just a natural, like she got the sense that we were going to break up and we broke up and it was fine. It was good. And it's like, that's really how it should feel when you break up with somebody. Like, even if they really like you and it really sucks, they shouldn't just come out of like, where's this coming from? You know, like, yeah, they shouldn't be clearly blindsided. Unless they're, unless you've been dating for like two months, then it's like, they don't really know you. Of course, we're, we're assuming a lot of like getting there. Yeah, that's true. I mean, yeah, if you don't really know someone, then you can really blindside them with a breakup because they don't know you well enough to understand what's going on with you. Yeah. Or Um, your normal patterns of behavior, I guess. I don't know. Two to three months is often a weird time where you're like just starting to get close to someone and get excited about them if that's how you feel. And, but you still don't really know them that well unless you're spending a ton of time together like i'd say in the in the scope of a normal relationship like two to three months is when you're starting to really get to know each other pretty well but like you're it's like a steep curve and i feel like that's like the sweet spot for getting really hurt in a breakup because you don't necessarily read the other person as well as you would if you were together for another couple of months i guess that sort of gave me insight into how I would want or how I think people would want to be broken up with. And I think that if, you know, we could, we could talk about a lot of different ways in the process, but really what it comes down to is you have to have a certain like amount of empathy to know that the way you're breaking up with them, you should, once you decide to go through with the breakup and you figure out how you should really think about how it would feel to be broken up the same way. Um, Yeah. You know, it, it really doesn't take much effort to say like, oh, okay, well, if I was this person, the other person in the relationship, how would I want to be broken up with? Or if they were going to break up with me, how would I want to receive that breakup in a way that doesn't like feel malicious or feel like purposely like shitty, you know? Yeah. Like, put yourself in the other person's shoes and like everybody's been broken up with at least once at this point. If you're listening to this, I would hope. Or not. Maybe you're, you know. You, you met the love of your life at 10 years old and you're very you together. Um, and you've been together the whole time. You just listen to this because you like us. <laughs> it's been great. Good yeah. for you. Yes. That's a strange life, actually. But why not? There's, yeah. one, there's one person out there. That's it. I think I knew someone in grad school where she got together with her husband when they were like 13 or something. Wow. That, yeah. I hadn't. I don't think I've ever met anyone who wasn't like 80 who told me that they met the, like the love of their life in like middle school. Yeah. I, mm, I don't know. So, so here's some more questions about breakup stuff. What mm-hmm. about gifts? When you break up with someone, do you personally or generally, do you think you have an obligation to return a gift? Um, I don't know. I, I mean, I can't even think of any time anyone has given me a gift 
and then I've returned it after a breakup. And conversely, I don't think that anyone has offered to return a gift that I've given on a breakup, or maybe they did. And I was just like, no, that's weird. I think by like, just broadly, probably no. If it's a gift, you gave it, you gave it away. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's just like generally how I think of things. If it has sentimental value and it can never be replaced. Yes. I don't know why someone would give away something that's like really seriously, like say, uh, a mother's, maybe not an engagement ring, but like, you know, a piece of jewelry, like a family heirloom or something like that. That's not. Well, you could propose to someone with a family heirloom engagement ring and then they could break it off. And depending on the state, you may or may not be legally entitled to get it back. Yeah. I found that out from someone who broke off an engagement and it was tricky because they were across state lines and they're like, well, in this state I have to give it back. And in that state I don't. So I don't know where the rules apply. Yeah. Um, so they just suck. they just decided to just give it back. Um, yeah. I would say if you get proposed to with a family heirloom and you decide to break it off, do the right thing and give it back. Um, yeah. You know that's like that's something they can't have back. Like just be a nice person. But other than that, other than like something that's like clearly deeply personal or like irreplaceable, I think it's pretty much yours. If you want to give it back because you really don't want it, I guess you can you're free to do that, but that might be kind of like a jerk move. Yeah. I've only, I've only ever heard that when it's a breakup that, you know, somebody cheated where they're like, I don't want this thing you gave me. Like I'm giving it back to you because you cheated. I don't want anything associated with you, but like, but you don't have to involve them. You can just like donate it or give it to a friend. Or something. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Like, you don't think... have to go throw it on his lawn or whatever you're doing. Yeah, but at that point, it's just spite, and that's just fun. <laughs> that's true. It would be I fun think to, like, like in a Guys and Dolls, take back your mink. Um, yeah. Although at the end, she changes her mind and keeps it, so. Oh, well, there you go. That's yeah. Weird. She Yeah, she scoops it back up and says, well, wouldn't you? I, I probably would. Mink's I've never been given a mink coat, so I can't say what I would do. Yeah, I don't think I'm like, it's, I don't think I'm cool enough to get gifted a mink coat. And I think at this point, it's not happening. And I'm okay yeah, with that. No, 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 no one's giving me a mink coat that I'm aware of. Um, unlike you, unless you'd like to, please donate a mink coat to A Mighty Love. Like, just for fun. Who knows what we'll get up to with it. Who knows? Oh, boy. Someone sends us, like, embroidered matching mink coats. And we're like, oh, wow. Be great. Like, our only Mighty Love swag is embroidered matching mink coats. Yeah. Uh, that worth thousands of dollars. We have one thing that's branded. One very excited fan. Um, <laughs> way too excited. Vaguely on the subject of mink coats. Um, what if you live with someone and then you break up and there's a pet involved? What do you feel like should happen with the pet? Oh, man. Joint custody? No, I'm kidding. I don't know. I, I don't I, know. Dude, um, I, heard, I heard a radio story about someone whose boyfriend had joint custody of the dog with his ex-girlfriend. And that seems bonkers to me. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's because I'm not a dog person. Like, I'm just not, like, like, dogs are fine. Like, I don't, I don't like, love dogs. Like, dogs yeah. are cool. Like, a good example is I dated someone, and she had a dog, and I lived with her. And she had a dog for several years before we met. And when we dated, I lived with the dog for, like, a year and a half. And then we broke up and it didn't even cross my mind to be like, can I visit the dog sometime? Like, it's just like, I don't know. This is your dog. If yeah. I bought a dog with her, maybe I would feel that way. But also yeah. I personally wouldn't because I'm not like super into pets. Like I have a cat because mm-hmm. I met my wife and she has a cat, but like I've never owned a pet really. Um, but you so, like, I feel like it's like, if you can't decide who gets to keep the pet coin flip, but yeah, like, yeah, don't split custody with a dog. It's a no. My sister like, had a weird move on. <laughs> my sister had a weird thing with her ex boyfriend. Like when she, first of all, I don't think they were fully living together. Like I think she was partly living with them, him, and partly living with my parents. I, I don't really remember because it was a weird time. I was I wasn't. It was when she was pretty young. But anyway, she was like kind of living with him, and then they found two abandoned kittens in like 
like in the alley next to their house or something. And so they ended up like rescuing them and keeping them. And then they broke up. And so because she didn't have her own place, she decided, okay, well you should keep the cats. But then he kept like trying to use the cats to get her to like come around or to try to get her to come back to him. So he's like using the cats as bait. And I'm like, don't do that. That's ridiculous. Like, you know, and like it, it broke her heart. Like she loved those cats, but she's like, I don't think this is a good idea. <laughs> it's it's not. No, no. just yeah. decide and then make peace with it. I think. Yeah, it, thing. you know, it, I'm sure it like you get attached and it sucks, but it's 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 a pet, you know. Sure. Like, I mean, and also if you're like, oh my god, I am so sad. I loved having a dog in my life. Get a dog. There's plenty of a, dogs that need get a new dog. Get yeah. a different dog. I pro- I promise yeah. you, there's another dog that you will love that needs a home. You know, there's a lot of dogs that need to be adopted. So it's an opportunity. Silver lining. <laughs> yeah. Silver lining. Yeah, it's it's like I'm sure there's like some legal way, like you know, if you took this to like some daytime court show, they'd be like, well, according to the law. But it's like, come on, it's I don't know. Yeah, I, I mean, I think if I think the person who had the animal first probably has the first right of right of refusal, is my opinion. But I don't know. I do know someone who, after they got divorced, took their ex's childhood cat, and the ex was cool with it. So I was like, "Yeah, you should have the cat." So, oh. see, that's I don't know. Nice. It they worked it out, so whatever. Yeah, that sounds nice. I, I like hearing that when like people break up and they can be civil and reasonable about stuff. It's like, oh, that's nice. Yeah, I don't actually know if this guy was that nice, but I guess he was nice about the cat. He was nice about the childhood cat. That's the yeah, only so thing. That's, that's good. At least it was that. Um, at, least, at least that. I mean, I don't know. Am I just a white friend? So whatever. But um, yeah, and so in the in the spirit of like breaking up and like pretty serious breakup. Like what if you break up and you're living together? Like, so, okay. First of all, there are situations where you break up and you guys can't afford the apartment by yourselves. So you both have to leave in which case, you know, whatever. But if you break up and it's unclear who gets to keep the apartment, that's tough. Yeah. Man. Especially if you like, if it's a place you moved into together, like who gets to keep it? Yeah. Um, (laughs) Yeah, there's no right answer, honestly. It's like that's one of those things where you got you have to figure it out because because there's no real right answer. If you both move at the same time, assuming that you paid similar or the same amount of rent, utilities, mm-hmm. etc., uh, you probably found the pay- place jointly. Like, there's a million ways that you know you could stay in this apartment or leave. Like, either one could do it. Um, yeah. It's, I guess that's another coin flip situation. It's a coin flip, really. I mean, unless one of you can make a compelling argument. You know, if you're like, well, I work in the bookstore downstairs, uh, yeah. then maybe you should stay. Uh, unless they also work in the bookstore downstairs, in which case, I guess, coin flip. Coin flip, yeah. I think, though, that how you split a shared apartment is always interesting because there's some stuff that's very clearly one person or the other. Right? Yeah. Like you move in and, you know, all your personal stuff is all your stuff and you take that. Um, mm-hmm. But stuff you bought jointly can be interesting. Um, yeah. I think it's always a good idea to either go with um, need or it's, you know, you really rank stuff in like terms of how much do you need and like what you're willing to trade and think of everything as like a trade off, right? Like, well, yeah, I'll let you keep the sofa if you let me keep uh, the dresser and like, Mm-hmm. these dishes you know like yeah you're crazy uh, i don't know if you're familiar with it but like on espn for basketball they have this thing called the trade machine oh basketball's, you know basketball is one of the sports where like a trade really can change your whole team sure and so like it all it does is simulate the probability of a, t- a trade being accepted between like three teams and it's like well i'll trade you this player who's like really good and this player who's like, okay. And this player who's not good, but costs a lot of money. Mm. And, you and then I'll trade them for like 
one superstar from this team, but then the other team sends you this guy. And then it's basically like, you have to do that in your apartment. <laughs> like you're like, yeah, sofa. it is complicated. I mean, a water when, filter. Oh God. Yeah. I mean, in, when I was getting a divorce, what we did was we like tried to things that paired up easily, like your desk, my desk, like that's easy. Yeah. Um, or like we have two TVs, you take one, I'll take the other one. But like, and then other things, we just tried to pair things that we thought were approximately similar value. And we're like, well, there's, you know, this thing and this thing. And like, I feel like they're worth about the same. So which one do you want? And so we ended up doing it that way. It did get complicated at some point. Like, I think at some point, like we it was like, okay, I want these five things and you get these four things or something. But like the easiest was you could just like be like, we have two knives. You get this one. I get that one. <laughs> two knives. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah, it could be tough. You know, I think it's it's another one of those things where it's like you might have to debate down to a few things, but I think it's good to just be fair. You know, like going with yeah. a mindset of fairness. Like you can't take all the stuff that like you love and like leave them high and dry. But you should also yeah. like feel like you left the relationship the way that you came in it, you know? Yeah. Um, Yeah. And feel like you're leaving on equal terms. Like, yeah. Never feel like somebody else is sort of footing the bill for you to stay or leave, you know, or rather they're basically doing all the good. So that's not good. I did. I did give away a couple of things that were definitely unambiguously mine because he wanted them. And I was like, well, this gives me something else. I want more. So sure. Take it. Yeah. I mean, there was other things that play, like, you know, in a breakup where there aren't kids involved, you know, like you can never speak to the other person ever again if you don't want to. Uh, but, you know, for me, like, you know, the part of the decision to do it fairly and gracefully aside from not wanting to be a trash person was also like, we have to have a reasonable co-parentship. Like, I'm not going to like fuck you and take all the most expensive stuff and then expect <laughs> you to be like a nice co-parent because that's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, so you shouldn't, you know, trying to be kind and fair is a good idea and it can be difficult. And like, if you're having a hard time, it's like, take a break and come back to it, like, or move on to something where it's like easy, you know? Yeah. Um, I think that brings us, uh, sort of towards the end of the topic, but I think you ended on a good point. Um, I think, uh, as I mentioned before, I've had a lot of really good breakups, like people breaking up with me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think all my best breakups sort of followed sort of a similar theme in that, like, you want to do for that person what you would expect to be done for you or how you would prefer to be broken up with. I mean, and I think you also have to be fair with people's expectations. And the reason I say fair is that, like, if you feel like you would want your breakup to be via text and you try to break up with someone that way, and they say, hey, can you give me a call? I just want to talk to you. Like, I just, I feel like I'm not getting it. Like, I think if you want to break up by a text, that's fine. But I think it's fair to give somebody the kind of closure they need to move on. If that's just a phone call, then, you know, it's inconvenient, but so be it. If it's a video call, they just want to see you one more time before it's like fully done, depending on the re- the circumstances of the relationship, obviously. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, if you went yeah. on two dates and they're like, I want you to come over and tell me to my face, you might be like, no, that's, that's not fair. Crazy. No, that's not um, fair. No. <laughs> yeah. You're like, we barely know each other. I don't know your last name. I don't even yeah. know where you live. I think if the person asks for clarity, you should be willing to provide it to an extent. You know, like if you're on, if you're very uncomfortable, like not just like, I'd rather not, but like, I feel feel like this is getting too involved like you do have a right to just walk away and say no but if answering the person's questions doesn't cost you much you might as well you know yeah i guess and then that's sort of one of the last questions i had is like how honest do you think you should be in a breakup about the real reasons and i feel like the longer the relationship is the more brutally honest you can be generally as a rule yeah, no, I think you, you're you absolutely right. The longer you've been with somebody, the more honest you can and, and should be. I think whenever I hear somebody talk about a divorce that they went through, like one where they've been married for a very long time and they get divorced, I think mm-hmm. the ones that sound like they were um, 
the most healthy with the breakup is that their partner was very honest about the things that went wrong and it was a lot easier for that person to move on. Yeah. Um, so I think that the more honest you are, the better it is for someone uh, to deal with the breakup. Mm -hmm. um, I think you can be as honest as you want in a breakup. You should always err on the side of honesty. Um, I think that at some, you know, like even, you know, like people are sometimes afraid to tell somebody they've only dated for a little bit. Like we went on dates. It was fine. You're attractive. I just, it did not click. It just was not there. Yeah. And like, I think that's a lot better than, oh, well, I'm not looking for anything serious right now or like all these other like wishy-washy things we know are excuses. Like, I think it's mm -hmm. always better to just be brutally honest. Like, it's better to just be brutally honest and maybe not to the granular detail of the reason I don't think we'll hit it off is because like you're, I think you're a piece of shit. Like, if they're an actual piece of shit, tell them. But if it's like, well... Like, you don't have a lot of ambition. Like, that's the sort of thing you don't want to tell somebody <laughs> if you've been on yeah, like you don't really have to tell them. I mean, I have kind of told a white lie about the reason for the breakup before. Like, not... Like, I told them a reason that was a factor, but I didn't really tell them the main reason because I'm like, this is more personal than is appropriate for the situation. Like, I think... Like, I'm thinking of a specific time where I told someone, I was like, oh, my ex kind of came back into my life. And I I feel like I have a lot of questions and, like, I can't pursue this any further. And the person was like, oh, okay, that's fine. And, like, that wasn't really the biggest reason. Like, the biggest reason was, like, I don't really feel that connected to you. But I felt like that's a softer answer and not totally untrue. So I just said that. You know, and I don't feel like it was totally bad, but I don't feel like great about it. So I, I don't know. I like looking back on it. I'm like, not sure if that was really the right thing to do or not. What do you think? I'm all for honesty, but I'm also like realistic in that. Like sometimes a white lie is just the better route. Like, some, yeah, like there's sometimes like I've definitely done it where it's like, I'm telling you I want to break up and the like overall reason is true but like maybe a detail is like not so true <laughs> i think as long as you're not like lying to harm or just like flat out lying just like to not do, deal with it you know like you can embellish some things like yeah. i've definitely had, i've had more than one person in my lifetime break up with me and say well an ex came back in the picture mm -hmm. and as many times as it happened, I don't think they were always as simple and as true as just an ex came back in the picture. Yeah. And like an ex has always been in the picture and we're starting to get serious, but like, I'm going to stick with this guy or, you know, an ex came back in the picture. I don't want to be with him either, but I don't want to be with you either. It's you an know, easy like, way for me to dump out. Yeah. Yeah. But if the, I guess if the end result is still the same, like it doesn't hurt to do a white lie. Like it's probably not the best, but it's, you know, it's not harmful. If I'm breaking up with you because I'm not ready to be in a relationship and I tell you an ex came back in the picture, but the real reason is I just don't want to be in a relationship with you. The end result is I'm still not in a relationship with you. So, yeah. Yeah. I think it also depends on like how close the person is to you. Like if they're friends with all your friends, like your lie is going to come out pretty quick. Oh yeah. But, like, if they're just some person you met on an app and your lives aren't really entwined, like, it really doesn't matter. Like, they're never going to know. And, like, I get, I don't know, it, it weirdly reminds me of a piece of advice I overheard. In college, I was a building supervisor as a part-time job. And so I had to, like, make sure that, like, meeting rooms had, like, projectors or, like, enough chairs and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And so there was like an LSAT prep class going on in one of the meeting rooms and I could hear it from where I would sit. And someone said, do I have to tell, like during the interviews, do I have to say I took an LSAT prep test if they ask me about it? Cause my score is really good. And mm -hmm. the instructor says, I think you can tell a lie if it's another business. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I've always, that's kind of always stuck with me. I'm like, I don't know if that's always true. But I'm like, if I'm not that serious with someone, our lives are in no way intertwined. And it's another business why I really don't want to go out with them. Any reason is fine. Yeah. Because, like, how is that going to hurt them? Like, what are they going to do? Like, follow me around and find out my ex isn't around? Like, they, you know, they're going to go live their life. They're going to meet someone else. It's no big deal. Yeah, exactly. Like, 
no matter what they're they're hearing about the breakup and they're able to move on and i think that's the most important part yeah you know and then on the same thing like if the person like lives in your building you're not going to be able to get away with horseshit because they're going to like see but they're going to know so you, you even in those scenarios you might have to be more honest than you would want to be just because there's getting caught in a lie is not worth it yeah especially no, the next then you just feel like a dick <laughs> I mean, I think that's the thing, too, is, like, there's no great way to break up with someone and not feel like a dick, because you are hurting someone, and, like, you're, you're trying to do it the least painful way, but, like, there's no way where you're like, well, I did it perfectly, and now we're even better friends. Like, I don't think that that, I don't think that that's a realistic expectation. Like, their feelings are going to get hurt. Hopefully, you're as humane as possible, and then you both move on, and it's okay. Yeah. You know, I kind of treat it like ripping off a Band-Aid sometimes. I'm just like, let's just get this over with. (laughs) You know? You just have to do it. Yeah, just get it over with. I remember I told a kind of a lie. This was also like a long time ago, like maybe high school. And then um, it didn't really work out. Like I didn't exactly get caught in the lie, but it wasn't good. And then I was just like, "Mm, you got to be picky about when you tell a lie. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, it's better. It's just going to be awkward otherwise. Yeah. I think generally being honest is probably better. You don't have to be totally honest, but honest enough. Yeah. It's, it's always better to be 95% honest and 5% a liar than the other way around. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Especially with breakups. Do you have any last thoughts about calling it off? Yeah. I would say that, you know, as much as people ask these sort of questions and like, what's the right way to do this? People know, like you, your instincts will probably guide you or at the very least, if they aren't guiding you in any meaningful way, like ask yourself how you would want to be broken up with in a similar situation and really like think that through, right? If you're in a relationship, say with somebody who is really, 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 really into you and you're not, um, you can't just say, well, I'm not really that into that person. Let me just break up with them. Like try to imagine what it's like to really be into somebody and for them to just like break up with you in a really like casual way, you know? So you have to put yourself in the other person's shoes as long as there's no like serious reason why you don't want to give them a certain type of breakup. Like in the case of like ghosting somebody, if you think they're dangerous, but yeah, but just try to be considerate of other people and try to put yourself in like their shoes and empathize with them and think about how you want to be broken up with and let that guide you. I think that that's solid. Yeah. I think, I think we talked about this in the podcast before, but, um, you know, like the golden rule is do unto others the way you'd want done unto you. Platinum rule is do unto them the way they want to be treated, which only works if you know them very well. Yeah. There's also, if you know that you're sort of unusual in your preferences, uh, what I jokingly invented as the aluminum rule, like in the absence of specific information, treat them the way you think most people would probably want to be treated. <laughs> that is aluminum good. is the most common metal on earth, which is why I picked aluminum rule. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. Uh, um, that's actually good advice. I yeah. Feel like, I feel like I've heard you say it before, but let's, it's been so long. So it's, it's brand new. Yeah, I, it's still, it, I'm still sold on the aluminum rule needing to be a thing. Uh, I'm with you. I'm all for it. All right. So I think that's good. And on yeah. that note, let's end this podcast. The right yeah. way. So do you have something you love and or hate? I recently watched the Four Weddings and a Funeral TV show on Hulu. Oh, yeah. That was loosely based on the movie and also loosely based on other Hugh Grant rom-coms. They just sort of borrowed other elements occasionally. I liked some things about it. I thought the cast, I liked that the cast was more diverse. I liked that they did some new things. I think they didn't go far enough. Like it's ultimately still like a light, fluffy rom-com. And if you're looking for something like very brainless, happily ever after, then I recommend it. Um, It really doesn't dig very deep on anything, but I didn't find anything about it. Like, offensive i found it like kind of interesting and that you know it did it gave some of the characters more depth than others like one of the leads is like a muslim i think he's pakistani living in london and like you see a little bit about his life and him going to the imam and stuff and like i i felt like 
they're like pushing it forward a little bit where you like get more cultural representation. They didn't go crazy. I wasn't like, wow, I really learned something, but it was nice to see a little more diversity and it was nice to like watch something pretty uh, low stakes. These days I can't really handle intense dramas because it's just too hard. So I was like, I need something that I'm not going to get too emotionally vested in. And uh, this fit that bill. So if you're looking for something like that, that's what I recommend. Nice. Um, I, you know, I did see ads for it and I was pretty interested. And so thank you. Now I know. Mm-hmm. Here's a thing I love. And I guess it's sort of an announcement. So as people may be aware, I got married in January, which was great. It was great. It was the only good thing that happened in 2020. I stand by that. It was pretty great. I attended your wedding. It is not a secret. And I had a very good time as evidenced by the photos and also my hangover the next day. Um, (laughs) It was, it was a lot of fun. It was really great. Yeah. Thank you. So that's not news, but what is news is that my wife is expecting or we're expecting, I don't know the right way to say it. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. So I'm going to be a dad soon. So I love that. It's the best thing right now. A baby mighty love is on the way. Yes, a baby mighty love, baby mighty love. That is the baby's. That's the baby's name. The a baby's teeny weeny love. There we go. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm really excited. That's what I love. That's, that's what my life's been about lately. So. Very yeah. excited for you. Yeah, I feel like I'm I'm underselling it, but yeah, well, I'm really really excited. It's a big deal. Yeah. Are you feeling the nervous dad feels, or mostly the excited dad feels, or both? Um, it's both. It's mostly mm-hmm. both. Yeah. Cause like on the one hand I'm like, Oh man, I'm so pumped. I'm going to be so excited. And on the other hand, I'm like, Oh shit. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. Uh, in the best possible way. Like I'm, I'm so excited, but also like, how do people even raise humans? Like, Oh man, it's terrifying. Great question. I'm still figuring that out every day. It turns out. Yeah. 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 Well, you're in the same boat, but I am. Although my kid is larger. <laughs> yeah. So I'm starting at zero. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I'm like excited. I'm nervous. I'm terrified. Uh, mostly because you know, we're pregnant during a pandemic. Um, yeah. It's been fun. It's been super chill. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But besides that, it's amazing. It is. It's so exciting. I mean, the fact that you can make a baby I mean, not you, I mean, one is like <laughs> crazy. Like this tiny piece of you that you can't see that you won't miss creates a whole human. Yeah. That's nuts. insane. That's yeah. insane. And it happens all the time. And that's how every person on earth got here. That's yeah. crazy. It's, it's crazy to me. Like, it's also just like somebody said it best to me. Cause you know, I told all my friends and you know, obviously every new parent, you know, it gets a little nervous. And he said, um, people stupider than you have been doing it for a lot longer. Like you'll be fine. So that's, it is that's true. Like, it is that's true. What I'm carrying forward as like my, my like little morsel of peace. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm not that smart, but I'm not that dumb. I can do this. So you can do it. I mean, yeah. my best friend said to me a piece of advice that she got when her kid was little and she was freaking out. They're like, remember babies want to live. They're not going to let you kill them so easily. And she was like, that helps. Like the the baby's not just going to kind of like keel over like that. They're like that. They're, they're going to let you know if something's not right. Yeah. That's what I'm hoping for. I'm hoping for a very talkative baby. So I know what's going Mm -hmm. on from day one. Yeah. Yeah. So that's it for me. That's what I love. It's exciting. So I guess like all the normal baby stuff, like having a party Mm -hmm. and stuff is, Probably no, not a thing. No, definitely not. I'm not. I was already like, don't anyone come near me during the pandemic. Now I'm especially like, no, nobody's mm-hmm. coming near the mother of my child. Yeah, not a time for risk picking. Yeah, yeah. It, I mean, it, it also sucks, obviously, because like, what better time in your life do you want to see people than like now? You know, to be able to go see family and friends and really like share in this moment. Yeah. So it's not. It's definitely not easy, but yeah, we're going to do everything virtual. Mm-hmm. I might get her. This is probably going to be a reference that like only, I don't know if this goes for every culture, but this definitely goes for like black culture. So I'm going to say this 
And if you are listening and you know what I'm talking about, welcome. So we'll have to Photoshop uh, Jen, my wife, yeah. um, in a, a giant wicker chair. <laughs> and I'll be wearing like a Burberry shirt untucked, a full length button down Burberry shirt untucked. I'm going to just make that as my birth announcement poster. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you know what I'm talking about, you know what I'm talking about. So Perfect. Yeah. So we were talking about ending it. So I'm ready to end this episode. Thank you so much for recording. Thank you so much for recording. And let's do another one soon. Yeah. 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 It's good to quarantine podcasts. I'm getting into it again. It's like, it's like old times. Yeah. The good old days. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you for recording. And of course, for our listeners, thank you all for listening and good luck out there. Bye.